Listening to the Paul Boy Podcast, twenty at twenty. Hello and welcome back to the Paul Boy Podcast. Steve here, continuing a journey through the 20 at 20 moments that I've picked to mark Paul Boy's 20th anniversary. And today we're not heading back to a competition, but to something completely different instead. As a sport, swimming is all about the time on the clock. But for one day back in 2014, it was about more than that, even if it was still about breaking a world record. So what was it that inspired Lewis Coleman to gather 100 swimmers to try and break the 100 by 100 metres freestyle world record? So my mother was sadly diagnosed with acute lymphoblastic leukaemia in the summer of 2012. Um, so that you know came as a huge shock to the whole family. You know she was fit, healthy, very active. Um, you know, and actually at the time of diagnosis, she was training to cycle John O'Groats to Land's End. Um, so she just put it down to being a bit more tired than usual, um, you know, which is a symptom that can often be overlooked. Obviously, you know, general day-to-day life, you do get tired and she just thought, oh, I'm doing this extra cycling training. That's what it is. Anyway, went to the doctors, you know, sadly um, got the diagnosis um, and treatment commenced. You know, they said, look, uh, the, you know, the, you're going to have to do chemotherapy, a course of chemotherapy. Um, so, you know, it was all quite shocking at the time. Um, but, you know, we sort of tried to get our heads around it as best, as best we could. Um, my parents, they were in Belgium at the time um, and I was, I was in Sheffield training. Um, so the chemotherapy started um, and, you know, the first round of results sort of came in. The doctors were looking at it. They were sort of reasonably happy, but said, you know, it could be better. They did the next round. Um, and then they sort of delivered the news to us that the chemotherapy wasn't working. So we were like, what now? Um, and in, in most cases, there's not a huge amount of options if the chemotherapy initially doesn't work. Now, my mother was extremely fortunate that um, the hospital that she was at had access to a clinical trial drug. Um, and basically, they said to her, look, we can put you on this clinical trial we don't know what's going to happen. It might work. It might not, you know, it's, it's got some good results and you know, this is basically, this is your option. Um, so, you know, went away and it was, it was a bit of a no brainer really, you know, she signed up straight away, uh, got onto that and that I was naturally sort of not knowing much about leukemia in the first place and wanting to sort of gain a little bit more knowledge about what my mum was going through. Sort of started doing research, um, and found that you know not a lot of people could get access to these um, you know clinical trials, and in my mum's case, you know the doctors decided early that she would need a bone marrow transplant definitely to survive. So you know, and the chemotherapy would have needed to take the cancer cells to as low as possible for her to take the transplant. Um, so in ordinary cases, if that trial drug wasn't about they wouldn't have been able to bring the cells down to you know, a manageable amount that they could administer the transplant. Um, so the, the, you know, the trial was a, a massive blessing for us and you know, the trial was successful. So um, you know, it put my mum in a position to take the bone marrow transplant. And that really got me thinking, you know, how many other families may be in this situation that you know, might not get access to, 
to that clinical trial. I mean, the percentage when I read it, it was, it was so, I think it was just 6% or something like that. And it was so, so low and it really shocked me. So I thought, well, what, what can I do, you know, to sort of do my bit? I was a bit of, as I was at a little bit of a loose end in terms of, you know, my emotions and how I was feeling. Um, Cause obviously it's not much I can do to physically make her better. Um, so I remember I said to my housemate Braxton Tim at the time who I used to you know we we lived together for three or four years training at Sheffield um, and I said I, I just want to do something Brax um, and that, that was in the morning on the way to training and we're coming back from training so I'm going to do something don't know what it is but I'll, I'm going to do it big um, so he was sort of just like yeah yeah okay Lewis you know because I you know, often will come up with crazy things, <laughs> crazy ideas and things um, and I remember I went upstairs for a nap uh, came back down but I didn't sleep because I was, I was up on online researching. Um, and as I came down, I said, Brax, I know what we're going to do. He said, what? I said, we're going to break a Guinness world record. And he just looked at me and laughed. Um, and he said, but he said well, yeah, all right, let's do it. He said, what, what record? So I said, well, I found a record online. Um, it's the hundred by hundred meter relay. Cause my thinking was is the maximum amount of people I can get involved get watching um, will a, you know, increase the amount of exposure that we can give to the charity, um, which was at the time leukemia and lymphoma research, um, which has now been renamed to blood cancer UK. Um, Cause for me, leukemia was something that I didn't know about, um, you know, and so I wanted to raise the awareness and equally I wanted to raise as much money as possible, um, you know, to give, give the opportunity for this, for these drug trials and other families to, you know, to get access to them. So I thought if I can raise as much awareness about it as possible, people will get to know and maybe they can help. And if I can, you know, raise as much money as possible, you know, to give another family like mine a second chance. Um, and then that'll be great. And, and I wanted to do something as well for my mum just to aim for, obviously, because the treatment was so intrusive and, you know, it was a difficult time for everyone. And, you know, selfishly also i needed a bit of a focus to divert my sort of emotion and um and energy into so so the the plan was sort of set from there so that was that was really where the idea was born um you know off the back of that so you had this this bright idea you know break a world record 100 by 100 freestyle relay um once you said you were going to do it, did, did the enormity of what you'd actually taken on sink in quite quickly? I mean, you had to find 100 people, if nothing else, who were willing to swim. <laughs> yeah, a lot, it, was, it, it was strange um, because I'm a, you know, I, would, I would say I'm a reasonably confident you know, young man. Um, and loads of people were saying, Lewis, you know, are, you, are you really sure? you're going to be able to do this. And, you know, the challenge, the biggest challenge I thought was the date. I just needed to find a suitable date because, you know, the swimming calendar is so busy in terms of open meets and competitions. Um, it was the year of, you know, the Commonwealth Games trials as well. So that was in the back of the mind. And, and I really wanted to get as many sort of big current names, um, but also past names as well involved. So it was a really sort of a coming together um, of swimmers. I was never really worried about getting a hundred swimmers because I knew the swimming community was such a great, great community that, 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 sh that wasn't ever a worry in my mind. It, for me, it was just getting, you know, the pool, the location and the date were my, you know, were my, um, were my big concerns. 
So having you sorted all that out, you had your your hundred swimmers. I know I volunteered to swim in it, but thankfully you didn't need to need me to for your for your yeah. benefit. Um, but uh, you know, you were. I remember from from speaking to your family on the day that you you know that you were adamant that your dad or your brother had to be in it. Was that was that a big factor in you know in making sure that that either your dad or your brother Oliver had a space? Yeah, no, definitely. From from um, from day one, I'd always said Oliver was going to be part of it, no matter what. Um, you know, because he was, he, he, you know, he swam at the local swimming club and he was all right, but he was by no means a swimmer. He just did it because he enjoyed it. He played, you know, many other sports. Um, but for me, that was one, you know, definite, no matter what, I'm not, I don't care what time he goes, he is 1000%, you know, going to be, um, going to be part of the race. So, you know, and he, I, I said to him, he could lead it off, um, which was great because it was amazing. I've still got, pictures now which are lovely of when you know he was starting off and what would he have he would have six years ago wouldn't it so he'd 10 10 yeah yeah um and Pons Forge was full so you know two two thousand two and a half thousand three thousand whatever people we had in there all the swimmers you know the big lights were on and he was loving it soaking it up waving to the crowd and I've got some really special pictures just from that one moment of him leading it off where you know he's where he's waving up um but there were, you know, there were some quite instrumental people in helping me get to that point of it being ready to go. I mean, we early on, um, sort of in, in the process, I knew I needed some big support um, in terms of, you know, a brand. And I, you know, I looked at no other brand than Speedo when, you know, when I was thinking of it to so be amazing if I could get these on board. And I remember I went to, um, Speedo HQ in Nottingham. Actually, uh, well, I, I got James Hickman's email from, I, can't, I think I might have got it from Russ or maybe from someone and just fired off an email. And I remember he, he replied back because I thought, well, I'll fire it off. And if he replies, great. If not, I'll just have to keep at him. And he replied straight away, invited myself and Brax up to the HQ in Nottingham. Um, and, you know, he in particular at Speedo, he was amazing through it all. And, you know, a lot of the guys at Speedo, they were very good as well in helping you know, bring sort of my idea to life a little bit. And, you know, he certainly gave me some great guidance through that time. And equally, you know, the, you know, the girls at the charity, um, Steph and Emma, they were great as well. And I remember I met them before I met Speedo. <clears throat> I just rang up, rang up the charity and said, Oh, I'm going to do a fundraising thing. Um, do you want to be involved? So they said, okay, let's meet. So I met them and then, explained my idea and we we all still laugh about it now where i sat it was an asda cafe um and just said so i'm gonna break a world record <laughs> it's gonna be 100 people um so it was it was nice to you know not everyone there's loads of people that were amazing you know all the club all the supporters um you know john bailey um who's who's a very very big guy in in sort of organizing swimming events now and coordinating he was awesome he came up and um you know really helped out with with the logistics of of the day and the actual running um and there was there was loads and loads of people you know to thank for it um it really was a a team effort um yeah so it's special so Oliver's on the blocks you put all this work in in the background you know with, with speedo with ponds forge with the charity with you know all the getting the hundred people together 
yeah. what was what was your do you remember your kind of your feeling when when the, the bleep went and Oliver started you know what what was going through your mind at that point I was I, I was really just trying to soak it all up um, it, it, I was just enjoying it and it was quite hard to and it still is quite difficult to put it into words the feeling of it unfolding my main concern was oh people are going to be bored because um, it's you know it was it was quite a while but actually it flew by um, and I, I was just enjoying the moment and you know kept looking up in the crowd and seeing my mum and seeing her face and seeing her smiling um, and I just enjoyed the I mean it's a very emotional day and I, I guess I enjoyed enjoyed the emotion of it but it was it was a lovely feeling to to be able to just you know quietly sort of say you know we've done it and anyone get DQ'd. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say because I remember you know, watching the briefing and you had the, the hundred guys in the stand and the, and the people from Guinness explaining all the things about having to wear numbers on their arms and yeah, etc. Yeah. Et then making it clear that you no, know, under no circumstances could you do a flyer. And there were some very, very nervous-looking faces in there because nobody oh, wanted to be the as well. I know. <laughs> no, nobody wanted to be the one who you know who would who would muck it up. I suppose. Oh no. But, but um, you know, the the driver clearly was was awareness and raising money for the charity. But at which point did your did your kind of mindset switch to well, actually, we need to get the record. I want to break the record, or, or did it? Uh, it? I always wanted to break it, and I was I was confident we could because I knew um, I knew the team that was taking part was all you know, well, very, very capable. And there was some, there was some really, really fast times as well. Um, you know, split wise, there was some, some brilliant swims. So I guess it was, it was, it was a driver, but the main, the main driver for me was, you know, doing it for my mum and, you know, raising money for the charity and bring, bringing people together. Um, and, and of course we, everybody wanted to break the record because everyone wanted the, you know, this, everyone wanted the certificate. Um, so it, it was, but it, it became clear sort of early, early that we were, we were on track and doing well. Um, so that wasn't too stressful. <laughs> so as you say, the, the, there were lots of very fast times. There were some surprisingly fast times from some people who'd retired years ago. A lot of secret know. training going on in I the know. back. Sorry, that, that was a big event. <laughs> there was plenty of secret training. <laughs> so, uh, you know, everyone was, was doing their bit and it kept you, you know, 99 swimmers down. You had the, the hundredth leg. Um, you, there's a, there's a photo that, that Simon took, Simon Wright took. Yeah, he took, he's given me from that day some, amazing amazing memories and you know cap some of the moments that he managed to capture you know i've got now they're some of my most you know i've got a little album in my phone of sort of my favorite pictures um you know and and thank you know thanks to him i've got them you know the there's some some strong some yeah really strong images actually <laughs> but, there, but there's the photo he took of you on the blocks ready to waiting for i think was it braxton who swam the 99th leg i think yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, waiting for him to come in for you to take over. Uh, you know, it's a pretty iconic image. You wear a hundred emblazoned across your chest, pointing yeah. at the crowd. Yeah, you know, pointing at your mum. I guess what was yeah, yeah. what oh, were you yeah. feeling at that point? Crying behind my cockles. <laughs> <laughs> it was a mess because I was like, well, I've got to at least try and get under fifty point, 
um, which I didn't, which is, which is awful. But I was just, you know, that was, I guess that was the moment that it all sort of went, just sort of felt like it hit me um, when I when I stood up and I thought, you know, wow, this is, you know, this is actually it. Um, so that, that was a very powerful moment for me. And that was, that absolutely wrecked me emotionally. I was all over, I don't really remember the four lengths, just the, you know, I remember the great noise and James Hickman, he was on the microphone from, you know, I think swimmer number one to swimmer number hundred. Um, and, you know, and, and I could hear him and, you know, and the, and the crowd were all chanting. It was, it was amazing. Um, but yeah, that was, that was the moment that the, all the sort of, weight of emotion of the whole day landed on me um but it was br- I, I loved it when i was swimming it was amazing so you, you did your 100 uh maybe not as fast as you would have liked but far, <laughs> well fast enough let's put it that way. <laughs> um and you touched and and i remember the noise being incredible i mean i think you were nearly nine minutes you know, faster than the previous world record what was your immediate reaction at that point? That was, and then, it, and then it was a sense of a relief because I was like, we've done it. It's we've, you know, we've actually done it. Um, and again, overwhelming emotion. I remember my brother, he sort of took it upon himself. I think he came cause he was on the side and he, he walked across the boom. Um, and I picked him up and we both just burst out crying. And that was another, you know, I think Simon, he was, cause he'd been in the water for, for all of it, you know, um, and he captured again that another great picture where I've sort of where I picked him up, um, you know, and that that was a very emotional moment because um, I sort of, you know, it, it all sort of stopped or as loud as it was at that moment. That was just, you know, for me and him. Um, and that and that was something really special, um, you know, and that, and that was nice as well to have to have that. But it was it was quite an overwhelming certainly overwhelming feeling but we were just so excited all the you know all the boys from Sheffield we were just we were just excited we were happy you know um that we'd done it so looking back now we say six years on yes um you know what how do you feel about that day now I mean what how do you you know you, you, you talked about your memories but how do you you know what's your abiding feeling about that event to date one of the best you know one of the best days of my life without a shadow of a doubt that is hand on heart my proudest achievement you know whenever i speak to you know young up and coming swimmers um you know aside of you know some of the things that i achieved in the pool that is you know without a doubt the thing i'm most most proud of um it's you know whenever I'm having a bad day or a bad time, you know I I I take myself back to then and the feeling of togetherness that it created with you know all those people coming together for you know for my mum really um, you know and for a cause and I'm and I'll forever be thankful for all the people that gave up their time to swim to support to help you know to cover the event um, because those are the people that gave you know selfishly my family a very special day and you know and a, a special memory they came together to give people from you know suffering from blood cancer you know a second chance or another opportunity or some hope um you know and it, it, it was 
it was special. It's a humbling thing that people would, would come and do that. Um, and, you know, it is beyond doubt my proudest, yeah, proudest achievement. <laughs> Sadly, your mum passed away maybe a couple of years after that. Yes. That then, yes. But you're, you know, you're still very active with, with, with the charity, you know, riding to Paris and, and all sorts of other things. <laughs> is, uh, you know, is it just about giving other people the chance that you had those, those opportunities you know, that your family had? Massively. Um, I mean, I suppose you, you know, you could argue 2014 as a year was, you know, the best year of my life. Um, you know, we did the relay in February. I qualified for the Commonwealth Games in the April you know, so my mum got to see me do that. She got to see me swim in Glasgow. And then you flip that to the tail end of 2014 when the, you know, the hospital tell us that she's out of remission, which was a very weird thing for us, you know. So she goes into remission, 2014. We do the relay, qualify for Commonwealth Games, swim at the Commonwealth Games. You know, that is the ultimate as a, as a, as a family and personally we sort of achieved all the things that we'd set out to do along the way from you know from the journeys me as a little kid when my mum used to take me to swim when I didn't want to go to swim you know kicking and screaming she said no she always used to say well I've paid your fees till the end of the month so go until the end of the month and then if you want to stop you can stop you know and lo and behold by the end of the month I always wanted to carry on um so yeah, that, that was a great year, best year of my life. And then sort of tilt towards 2014, you know, we get the news that she's out of mission, And, you know, you would arguably say 2015, you know, probably the worst year of my life. Um, you know, mum sadly passes away. Um, you know, I lose my place in the National Centre at Bath. Um, you know, swimming career sort of winds to an end quite abruptly really um and you know i use the charity events and the things i do for blood cancer uk um to help myself and for my own sort of mental well-being certainly but equally i know that if i can help one more family that you know although my mum didn't survive from leukemia we got such precious extra time that we would never have ever have got, you know, we wouldn't have been in a position to even do the relay with her in the stands had it not been for the trial drug. So it's, it's all those little things that I get from, you know, if we can just help one more family or, you know, the community that we have when we've done the London to Paris bike rides that again, they're, they were the most magical experiences for me meeting some of the people that, you know, like my mother had had blood cancer, but, fully recovered and now able to cycle London to Paris. Um, you know, and, and that, that's a very powerful community. You know, there's a, there's a great sort of cycling group and, you know, there's a Facebook group and there's plenty of support in there. And, and I, I just, I just want to be able to, you know, give other people sort of bits of hope and, and help them if I can, you know, and if, if me doing a certain challenge or a fundraising idea, you know, helps someone else or, you know, another family or an individual, then, you know, that, that's great. I said, they're the, these are the things that bring me the most joy in my life. Um, you know, and I'll continue to do it and raise awareness. And, you know, there's also some, there's fabulous charities out there other than, you know, 
Blood Cancer UK. You know, that's the one that's very personal to me. But, you know, we're doing a thing at the moment with the boys that cycle London to Paris. We're cycling the distance of London to Tokyo virtually just, you know, and it's no, it's not a great physical, physical challenge. You know, it's harder for some of us in the group than it is for others. And, but we just did it as a, as something to, to bring the boys together. Um, you know, and we're each, so we can, you know, we've got a little WhatsApp group where we're in um, counting up our mileage and, each, each week we're just going to raise awareness for different charities, local charities, food banks, you know, NHS charities, and just as, you know, something to do because, because that's what, that's what we enjoy, but it bring you know, brings people together. Lewis Coleman recalling a remarkable day at Ponds Forge back in 2014. You can support Blood Cancer UK at bloodcancer.org.uk if you'd like to make a donation. There's also a video about the event. You can find that at poolboy.co.uk forward slash 20 at 20. That's the number 20 at number 20. Uh, And you can find more podcasts from the series at poolboy.co.uk forward slash podcast. Until the next one, thanks for listening. You've been listening to a Pool Boy podcast special. For more episodes, visit www.poolboy.co.uk slash podcast.